0: So we're reading from Bhagavad Gita, chapter two, verse fifty-six. Jukesh vanut pikanamana, sukeshu gataskiha vitara kaya kroha, sita diya mani chet. It's okay. Yeah, I mean, it's there. His is on. Okay. I
1: think
0: it's on. All right. Welcome, all Facebook viewers. (laughs) (laughs) Glad you're here. We're reading from Bhagavad Gita, chapter 2, verse 56. Um, One who is not disturbed in mind, even amidst the threefold miseries, or elated when there is happiness, and who is free from attachment, fear, and anger, called a Sage of Steady Mind. So I'm not going to read the whole purpa, I'm just going to read it. <coughs> entire bit. Um, he is called Prashanta and one who has surpassed the stage of mental speculations and has come to the conclusion that Lord Krishna or Vasudeva is everything. So mgam karativa chanam gangam nga tevi nyakupantam one day sriparanda tavinam homakana kiranta sjalagyanam chara sala kaya chakshri tamianata samai sri kariva. So I'll read more purport, but I just want to say a few words about this part here. Uh there's many principles in Bhagavad Gita. And if you believe, if you follow these principles, then it will manifest in your behavior in certain ways. So if you actually believe firmly, Krishna is everything, then what will be your behavior when distress comes, when the fearful miseries comes? How will you behave? So this Prabhupada explains in this Prabhupada, if you actually believe Krishna is everything and Krishna is everywhere. This is how you'll behave. <laughs> now we can find out well, how will we will behave. Such a fully Krishna conscious person is not at all disturbed by the onslaughts of the threefold miseries. Why? Now here's the why. Here's the why. For he accepts all miseries as the mercy of the Lord. This is mercy. Hard, hard, to accept, but that's how he does. Uh, thinking himself only worthy of more trouble due to his past misdeeds. So it's mercy. He thinks it's it's reduced. It's definitely reduced. He thinks he's he, he should have. He's more sinful. Should have got more uh, trouble. And then. Now, and he sees his miseries, by the grace of the Lord, are minimized to the lowest. So whatever happens to a devotee is not what we deserve. It's much less than what we deserve. If it's a misery, then it's, it's, yeah, it's much, much less. Now, what happens when he's happy? When he's happy, he gives credit to the Lord, thinking himself unworthy of the happiness. That's hard. We, we all think, oh, yes, I deserve it. I worked hard. Okay. Um, he realizes it is due only to the Lord's grace that he is in such a comfortable condition and able to render better service to the Lord. And for the service of the Lord, he's always daring and active and is not influenced by attachment or aversion right so one who is not a devotee when misery comes the first thing he thinks is why me why is this happening to me I'm such a good person I'm doing my japa I'm doing my meditation so why is this happening to me well the devotee he thinks why not me um, sometimes, um, His Holiness Bhakti Charu Maharaj would ask a question that, um, sometimes we see people suffering and we think, wow, I'm glad it's not me. Or, I think, you know, I've, I've got some trouble and I look at other people and I think, well, it could be worse. <laughs> it could be worse. Um. So then he said, but the Vaishnava thinks, oh, he sees somebody's trouble and says, I wish I could have that trouble instead of that person. So that's a very high, high level of awareness. And uh, yeah, we, we may not be on that level. But at least we can accept the, the miseries. We can accept, okay, see the hand of Krishna. What is the lesson to learn behind this? But it's very difficult because we have this knowledge. Um, But it's hard to apply it. We we know, yeah, this is the mercy of Krishna. But there's a gap between what we know and what we experience, how we apply it. There's sometimes a gap there. And um, Prabhupada's disciples were um, telling Mr. Prabhupada that um, you know, uh, the body is affected by the modes of nature. We're experiencing desires, and Prabhupada, said, no, you are not experiencing. Your body is experiencing. Uh, you're you're feeling cold due to the body, so it must have been winter. You are not feeling cold, and the boy said, "But well, I think I'm feeling cold." Um, and so Prabhupada, said, you are thinking. That is illusion. So Dooey said, "So I should rise above that." Baba said, "Yes, but not artificially. Not artificially. But this is the fact. You have to gradually rise to that platform where you don't. You're not affected by the miseries. So just like when you're feverish. Actually, you're healthy, but the fever has come." And you're thinking, oh, I'm feverish now. But this feverish condition will not stay. You'll come to the healthy stage. So don't be disturbed with the feverish condition. Go on with your duty. Don't misidentify, oh, I became feverish. Everything is finished. No. It is external. It has come. It will go. Matas, Varsha, Stukonte, Yachi, Sukadukadana, ha. So, just like the seasonal changes, hot will, hot has gone now, hot will go. Cold will come, cold will go. So, there's a feeling of pain and pleasure. And what do we do? What do Krishna say to do when it comes and goes? What's, what's the instruction, first instruction of Krishna? Just tolerate. Tolerate. Just tolerate, yes. We have to tolerate. And I'm more fortunate because I'm over 70 and I have less years to tolerate. And <laughs> But I have more to tell because now my old age has hit, it's an old age body. So one time Sri Prabhupada was very sick for three days. He had fever, he was tossing and churning and he had pain in his stomach. And the devotee, his servant asked Sri Prabhupada, So does a pure devotee suffer? And Prabhupada said, no, it was a lover's bite. So he's on the hand of Krishna in it. So we know that um, time of death is described, the non devotee will feel like a rat in the mouth of the cat. How does the rat feel in the mouth of the cat? We have a cat at, at my son's house. And he catches rats. And he catches lizards. And he catches snakes, too. There's a lot of snakes in Florida. And they don't feel good <laughs> when the cat gets them. They feel really terrified. Um, but how does the kitten feel in the mouth of the mother cat? The kitten feels very happy. So we're like the kitten. Is it he's like the kitten in the mouth of mother cat? But did you know, sometimes it's not just time of death that we feel the teeth. It may be during our life also that the mother cat will snatch us and take us away from, we're going the wrong direction and take us back to the home. So if we feel sometimes disease, that's the mouth, that's the teeth of the mother cat taking us in a different direction, that we might be going the wrong way. So yes, don't worry. Even when Krishna came, there were so many problems. That's why Krishna came, because there were so many problems. Um, the attitude of the devotees was to tolerate. Kunti saw it as mercy, prediction when he got cursed, he said, very good, very good. Uh, and Vidura when, when he was kicked out of the palaces, inside he was... He was thanking Duryodhana, yes, now I can, no more palace politics, I can go and travel to the, all the temples and be able to believe. And so, three types of disturbances, Adi Boche, Adi Jaya, Adi Aknik. Now Bhagavatam, 7th Canto, 15th chapter, verse 24, Narada Muni, is giving instructions to Mahas Yudhisthira. Um, So, one one of the instructions was how to counteract the threefold miseries. So, adi bautic means due to other living entities, we do get miseries. And how to counteract it is by good behavior and freedom from envy. Good behavior and freedom from envy. We can counteract Troubles, miseries, due to other living entities. Now how to counteract the or those due to the demigods or natural disasters, that is by meditation and trance. So how to counteract miseries due to the body and mind, Hatha Yoga and Pranayam. Isn't that interesting? Of the yoga. So maybe you can help people by teaching them yoga as well. <laughs> that will counteract their miseries of the body. <laughs> and Hare Krishna is for the mind, because they're probably also mentally disturbed too. <laughs> um, so I'm going to go into a little detail with these three. The first one we're going to discuss is Adi Daivik, uh, due to the demigods and nature nature like earthquakes, floods, th- um getting hit by lightning and stuff like that. Um or droughts. Now there's a drought I believe in Los Angeles. Uh, in California there's drought. Texas also Texas. I mean a Texas, um Arizona. Arizona. Meditation and trance. Of course we meditate on Krishna, we on Krishna. But there was an example of a, a Shiva devotee who counteracted the misery's natural disaster. He, he, in 2013, up in Katernot, there was a disaster, natural disaster. Um, there was an avalanche, it's up in the Himalayas, avalanche, flood, and flood And one stone came and rolled right behind the Shiva Tkaterna temple and protected it from the flood and the the avalanche. And one sadhu stood in front of Lord Shiva in meditation and trance. And he was completely unhurt. All the restaurants were gone, all the hotels were gone, Uh, but he was meditating and he was un- unharmed. So then um, the roads were destroyed, you could not get out, so they were, the government was selling, sending helicopters. It was summertime, there were people up there, and uh, they were evacuating everyone. And so it came time for the Sadhu to go in the helicopter, they said, come, come in the helicopter. He said, no, I would walk. So <laughs> or, not ordinary Sadhu. <laughs> probably had mystic powers, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he was, he was meditation and trance, and he was, he was saved. And um, they found out why, why did this happen, why did this uh, uh, avalanche happen, because uh, the government decided to move Parvati's temple above Lord Shiva's temple. So Parvati came in a dream to the Gujaris the night before and said, Tell them not to do it. And they did it, and then the avalanche came. (laughs) So, yeah, you gotta be careful uh, around Parvati. Uh, She gets angry. So, uh, yeah, so that's meditation and trance for the demigod, for the Adi Daivik, for the natural disasters. Adi Bhautik, good behavior. And freedom from envy. Adibotic means miseries due to other living. No, yeah, other living beings. The other one was demigods. So the first thing we should see is we have three kinds of relationships with others. Some people are seniors. Some people are equals, and some people are juniors. So how do we behave to those who are seniors? With uh, we we serve them and we give them attention, we give them worship. With our juniors we are um, giving them charity, we're helping them through charitable gifts. There's a verse in 3rd 20 29th chapter, through charitable gifts and attention so that's attention means to the seniors, charitable gifts to the juniors as well as through friendly behavior, so that's what it equals and by viewing all to be alike one should May, uh, please me, who abide in all creatures, is their very self. So the Lord completed is speaking. Uh, the Supreme Lord is speaking. So um, sometimes there's problems in and when Prabhupada was here. One devotee wrote a letter to Prabhupada saying he's feeling that it is sometimes very, he feels like it's impersonal here. So what did Prabhupada write back? We should not expect anywhere there is utopia. You know, utopia is like perfect heaven. Rather, that is impersonalism. People should not expect, even in the Krishna conscious society, there will be utopia. Because devotees are persons, therefore, there will always be some lacking. But the difference is, they're lacking because they've given up everything to serve Krishna. Their lackings have become transcendental. Because despite everything they may do, the topmost intention is to serve Krishna. Krishna. So, an example of this is um, in the 70s, early 70s, probably 1971, 72, there was a, a gentleman, Dr. Patel, in Jugu, Bombay, he used to go on morning walks with Sri Prabhupada. And he felt very um, compassionate because the devotees were, were living. So austere,ly lived just on the floor, on these mats. I was one of them, <laughs> living on the floor in a mat for 18 years, and uh, and and he donated. He went begging. This doctor went begging for mattresses, blankets, mosquito nets, pillows, and he gave them to the devotees. But after two years, they were all missing, gone. Because they didn't have a, a house with a lock on it. They were living in a hut. There was no door. There was, and everything was probably stolen um, because there were poor people. And uh, so he complained to Srila Prabhupada. And Prabhupada said, These devotees do not care if they have to sleep on the floor. They do not care if they get disease or do not have proper facilities. That liberation which you so much desire, they already have. <laughs> because he really wanted, he was a kind of an impersonalist. He, 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 he knew Bhagavad Gita, but he would, he would get into impersonal philosophy. The Prophet said, you, that liberation you want to have. <laughs> the Prophet was very kind to the devotees. We were doing a lot of austerities. When we first came to India. So, um, one time there was a morning walk in Vrindavan. Gurudas was on the walk. And Gurudas was telling Shri Prabhupada, You know, it seems like um, cow dung is better than human stool. Mm-hmm. And Prabhupada said, So, you have researched? <laughs> Anyway, yeah, the devotees. So, Adi Daivik, Adi Bautik, and then the third one is Adi Atmik. Um, that is, um, misery is due to our body and mind. Hatha Yoga and Pranayama, isn't that interesting? So many times we hear Prabhupada condemn Hatha Yoga. But not Pranayama, actually. He, in fact, in... Um, the third canto, Kapiladev, yoga process is described. In the Prabhupada, Prabhupada says, as far as pranayama is concerned, chanting of the holy name and dancing in ecstasy are also considered pranayama. So, how did, how did they protect us from the miseries of the body and mind? There was one, um, it, uh, His Holiness Indadumaraj, who was flying on an airplane uh, in Africa and the plane was trying to land but every time they tried there was a big turbulence and the plane was shivering and, and the pilot just went back up so when, when that happened Maharaj was going Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna and the Muslims were going Allah, Allah and the Christians were going Jesus and next to Maharaj there was one man he said Swami I am a scientist I do not believe in these things." So the plane went down again, started shivering, shaking. scientist was getting sick. And the plane went back up. And the scientist said, Swamiji, what is that you were saying? <laughs> so then, Hare Krishna. No, whole thing, whole thing. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. So then, the pilot made an announcement, we're going to try one more time. If we don't succeed, we will go back to where we came from. Okay. So the plane went down. Everybody was chanting on the plane, and the plane landed safely. <laughs> so then Maharaj said to the scientist, "Oh, now do you believe?" The scientist said, "Maybe." <laughs> and so Maharaj said, "Here's my card in case you have any questions." So yeah, it, it does protect you from bodily. Miseries and mental also, because yes, that plane could have crashed, but my house was chanting, so it was protected. Now, I'll give tell you another story too. um, Of I was at a Vaishnavi retreat in Nepal. Hundred fifty ladies were there. It was seven thirty at night, and they started a kirtan and dancing, and they were just so much in ecstasy. and one Gujarati lady came and said, you know, it's, it's time for prasadam. Um, let's eat. And nobody paid any attention to her. They were just singing and dancing and having a good time. So 8.30 came. She she tried again. Oh, it's, I'm hungry. No no answer. Chanting, dancing, happy, forgot the body. 9.30 came. Is it <laughs> What's that? No answer. Nobody pay attention. So then, she, this lady decided, okay, you can't beat them, join them. So she started dan- chanting and dancing, and she forgot also. <laughs> so yes, if you're, it is pranayama, Chanting and dancing is pranayama, Prabhupada said, and uh, you do it does counteract the misery of the body. So uh, yes, I uh, also um, Gita confirmed. Chapter six verses um I can find it. Verse seventeen. There we go. He who is regulated in his habits of eating, sleeping, recreation, and work can mitigate all material pains by practicing the yoga system, eating, sleeping, working, and recreation. Those four. Those four. And if you wonder what is the recreation of a yogi, Prabhupada said in the lecture, what is the recreation of a yogi? And that is walking. Because the yogis is always in their asanas. <laughs> and they're, they're always twisted around or something. So they need to walk. That's their recreation. <laughs> They're all sitting doing pranayama and asana. But actually, Prabhupada followed that. He did morning walk every day. The doctor told him. When he was sick in uh, New York at the beginning, the doctor said the old man prays too much. So he said he needs to get out and exercise. So then Prabhupada took that advice seriously. And he started his morning walks every day. Then we have all these wonderful... With, um conversations of howcut on his morning walk so yeah um, recreation is also there and causes of disease three causes of disease overeating anxiety and uncleanliness. three causes so the devotee when is the attitude of the devotee he uh, there's a verse compound he Hope against hope, I will get the mercy of the Lord. So he's waiting, he's looking for the mercy of the Lord. That's the first thing. And second thing, Gwajjana Ivatnipitam He tolerates the um, different miseries that come to him. Prabhupada tolerated so much. Can you imagine going on a boat from India to here? And I don't think any of you went on the boat, did you? You all came on the plane. Um, Probably went on the boat. Not only a, a freighter, not a not a good good boat. Crew was the cruise boat, cruise ship. He didn't go on a cruise. He went on a freighter that carries all sorts of freight. Two heart attacks on the way. I mean, that's enough. Well, I just make anybody quit, you know. Two two heart attacks. One heart attack's enough. But he had two, uh, and then for one year he lived very poorly in New York, I think without even a bathroom. He had to go down the street to use a bathroom. And so, roughly tolerated, proper tolerated. And he gives the example when you're riding on a train that, you know, the trip is temporary, so you, know, so you just have to tolerate uh, being on the train with the people you're with. Um, you may not want to be with these people but you have to to get to where you want to go so you have to tolerate so uh, hope against hope tolerate and the third one is serve with body, mind and words and And if you do these three things you will go back to home back to Godhead. so it's all worth it all the austerities all the pujas, all the getting up early in the morning, all the chanting of 16 rounds, it's worth it because they're going to go back to Krishna and live eternally. That's why we're doing everything. So we can, we're preparing. We're preparing for our spiritual life. Just like you prepare to go to school and get a job, so we are preparing to get eternal life, full of bliss and knowledge. So, should um, Vishnu the. Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur gives a very nice explanation of, of why we why we should tolerate or why no actually why why do good people suffer why do devotees suffer actually he he gives a commentary on that on that verse that I just quoted why why do the devotees suffer and he he, he says it is at night that the sunrise becomes attractive. During hot summer, cold water gives comfort. During cold winter months, warm water is pleasing. Lamplight appears trapped in darkness, not in the glaring light of day. When one is distressed by hunger, food tastes especially good. So, in other words, to strengthen the devotee's mood of dependence on him and longing for him, the Lord arranges for his devotees to go through some suffering. When he appears to deliver them, their gratitude and transcendental pleasure are boundless. So one time when devotee asked Prabhupada, I'm confused, you know, because you, in your books, your lectures, you say when you become a devotee, you're on the transcendental platform. At the same time, you talk about being affected by the modes of material nature. I'm a devotee, and I've been practicing for some time, and I, I experience some transcendental pleasure. At the same time, I feel affected by the modes of material nature. Some of you feel that, too? Sometimes you get affected. They somehow, ignorant the compassion, they come up. So how is it I can be on the transcendental platform and still be affected by the modes of nature. Prabhupada gave an explanation. It is just like being on a boat. When you're on the boat, no one can say you're not on the boat. You're on the boat. But sometimes big waves will come and rock the boat. So your position on the boat may not be steady. Those waves are the modes of material nature. So just remember, you're on the boat and the waves are coming. Um, so how you become steady? Uh, for that, you have to learn from the captain of the boat how to steer the boat in the up the boat of transcendence. That's what you're on. Boat of transcendence through the ocean of material life. So we have to learn that, how to get through these things. And um, I have a little something I'd sh- like to share f- with you from His Holiness Sachinanswar. What to do when you when you have this, when a problem comes, this is how you should think. How you should pray. I cannot solve this alone. It is beyond my capabilities, intelligence, plans, ideas, etc. I sincerely request you to accept me as your surrendered soul and protect and maintain me. So protect me means keep me in a situation where I can function and the problems of material existence don't upset my life that much. So that's protect. We have to be able to function and, and we're not so disturbed at the same time. That's protection that he's asking for. We need that. but to be disturbed. Maintain me means maintain me on the spiritual platform. And if you do this, a very interesting thing happens, Maharaj says. The problem which looks so big, look like now my life is finished, will start to shrink until it is the size of a calf and you can easily step over. So we should take these instructions of Nara Muni to heart, uh, counteract the threefold miseries. Uh, meditation and trance means our chanting. Should become so fixed that we will not be disturbed uh, when there are natural disasters. And natural disasters are happening now. Um, this COVID thing came. And so now they say there's a new one, monkeypox. Uh, I don't know what that is yet. <laughs> but that's yeah, whatever. And uh, natural disasters and uh, <coughs> other living entities. So that's Adibotic. Good behavior and freedom from envy, and then body and mind problems. Um, Hot yoga and pranayama. Regulation, regulate eating, sleeping, work, and recreation, and that will counteract your misery there. So I'll stop here. If you have any questions, comments, you can ask at this point.
2: Yes. Hare Krishna, Madhavi. Hare Krishna. Thank you. Wonderful uh, class. Madhavi, my question is like uh, the kind of uh, uh, dedication that uh, during the class you explained that um, you are living. Like uh, do you have a microphone? No. It's here, right? That,
0: yeah, the
1: battery is. Maybe uh, uh, okay, be... I'll
2: repeat it. Yes. I repeat it. Yeah. Uh, because the devotees showed extreme level of dedication to Krishna, uh, leaving all the comforts, and uh, at one level uh, we are all inspired and aspire that to show, get that kind of dedication.
0: Okay, you said that Prabhupada's disciples left everything. and. Yeah, yeah, yes. So... uh, And you aspire for them. Yeah, that level of dedication or... That level of dedication. Yeah, so...
2: uh, Because aspiration is one thing, but practically when we see, one day improper sleep alone can disturb the whole day for us. uh, But uh, what is that one one thing or the few things that uh, stuck to the devotees to leave everything, why did the devotees leave everything? Le- leave everything, and, and uh, they could dedicate. I'm not saying why they did, why they did it. What is that that stuck to them? Yeah, uh, so that they could maintain. Yeah. Why is
0: it that devotees? Actually, when I was in New I asked that question. Why did I asked to everyone, not just the Prophet disciples? Why did you come here? What are you doing here? Why? Why? So we got different answers. Some were attracted by the. Many were attracted by the books. One, one devotee said he, he was looking for knowledge, and then he, he, he just saw the Srimad Bhagavatam, and that was it. Love at first sight. And, uh, and uh, some were attracted by Kirtan. One devotee said, because I asked two questions. Why are you here? And I was attracted by Kirtan. Why do you stay here, Kirtan? <laughs> also, he said both. He used to be in a shelter band, a band called Shelter, so now he was, he's in New Vrindavan. And why did the Prabhupada, and he's wearing a yeah, dhoti kirtan. Uh, so, why? Many things, different things attracted different people. Some came for kirtan. I think I was attracted by everything. The kirtan, the books, the devotees, the prasad. Prasad is also a big one too. <laughs> came for prasana. and that's what made us do that it's not it's for me it was kirtan that made me take the, the next step because I was coming to the temple every week for feast and um, then one weekend prophet said he was going to come he didn't come but he sent four sannyasis and one of them was Vishnu Jan Marash. so we were on the streets the whole weekend with Vishnu Jan Marash. And that was it. After that I didn't go back home. Uh, that was what actually made me take the step, the big step, of leaving everything. I said goodbye to my husband and I joined. And then my husband joined two months later. So, yeah, we had... But yeah, we Because of different, yeah, I would say, but Prabhupada was also very attractive too. He was very attractive. And we can see here is someone who won't cheat us. We were being cheated in this world by everybody. And that's why the, the youth we were rebelling. And we were searching for an alternative life. And Just searching it. And in Krishna consciousness we did find that alternative way of living. And it was a 24-hour thing, you know, it's not like... We were, we were engaged 24 hours very difficult to go back because what did we have in the material world we didn't have any Well, some of us had something I, I didn't really have anything uh, much materially um, but yes so I that is why we, we left but we can ask the same question to people nowadays why did you uh, get initiated why did you come over here and spend your time here what is it that brings you a lot of devotees said also the association The association with devotees it's, that's why they came and why they stay so yes uh, it's a it's a question you can ask yourself why did you why did you come here <laughs> why did you why do you yes why is it that you came here. Why not go to the movies? Because you might be coping, like <laughs> But, uh, yeah. OK, are, there, are there any other questions?
1: On the, on the similar questions, like, when somebody is desiring to, like, leave everything, mm-hmm. Uh, but it is not looked positively even by other devotees or even um, by families. Or right, right, right.
0: Well, the time has to be right. There's, a t- In fact, tomorrow's class is going to be about time if you come. Uh, there's a time for leaving everything. There's a time for staying with family. You don't do things artificially or prematurely. And uh, so, and you do consult. You don't just walk out the door, you consult with guru, devotees, sadhus, and Shastra. Shastra says, you know, there's a certain age where you become more renounced. Your children are grown up, they're taking care of everything, and you and your wife can go and preach. There are examples in our society of Sankar his wife, they go traveling. And preaching or you know, some, some examples. so there, there's a time for it don't worry, the time will come and there's a time when you can take sannyas to it it could be you're not ready yet and that's why people are advising you not <laughs> because spiritual life it's not that you have to leave home, you don't have to you can practice at home. You can be pure. You can make advancement even at home. It's yes. a matter of consciousness. It's
1: the consciousness, but... But, you know, it's
0: like multitasking, you know? And a lot of people do multitasking. Mm-hmm. They can do six jobs at a time. Mm-hmm. But, like, every personality is different, right? some people don't I see. Process. So, so for to you... to one, multi- thing, one thing at one time. So, you're thinking you can own either... It's either spiritual life, or material life. You can't do both together. That's what we have to do. But Prabhupada has taught us how to do both together. In India, I think a lot of people think you have to leave everything. And that's what it means, spiritual life. And that's why when young people come to America and become devotees, then the parents are worried. Because they, they think, oh, they're leaving everything now what's going to happen to us and what's going to happen to them. But that's not Krishna consciousness. It's such a nice movement that you can work at the same time practice devotional service at home. Make your home temple, have deities, have for pictures, offer your food. You can it can be. You can do it. And that's what's recommended in this age by Lord Brahma himself. He said, stay in your position and just hear about Krishna.
1: Yes? Hi, Thank you, And My apologies. I came very late. So I have a question which I have and some people, some devotees, you, have to go to you. In Krishna consciousness. How do you know how much endeavor you have to put from your side versus how
0: much you have to depend on the mercy of the Lord? Okay. How How do you know how much endeavor you have to put from your side, and how much you have to depend on the mercy of the Lord? And that's more from a materialistic point of view, because yeah. everyone of yeah. us has this. Okay. You sh- although there is a saying, I believe it's from Prabhupada, that you should pray as if everything depends on Krishna. But you should act as if everything depends on you. And that's where the problem comes when
2: you put it here, you're
0: expecting something. I know. You're expecting the result, and the result doesn't come. And then how long do you... Oh, I see. Reddit on that. I see. You, now, what you're trying to say is that sometimes you're endeavoring, but the result doesn't come, and doesn't come, and doesn't come. So, then what to do? Well, you shouldn't hit your head against the wall. You have to find another door that's open. Maybe you're may going in the wrong direction. And again, now it's very important when this happens to consult with Guru, um, the and Shastra, and because you're not, al- we're not alone here. We're not alone. Uh, we've got help, and we've got people who have the same experience and gone through it, just so they can help you. They can help you actually. Um, but sometimes we're going the wrong direction, and then we have to change direction. And uh, if you keep knocking your head against the wall and you don't get results, then that means it must be. Uh, you have to change your endeavor and <laughs> do something else. Like, suppose you get sick, then you cannot do so many things, so maybe you have to just change to hearing and chanting and reading. It's like that. You can't go running around. It's, it, when old age hits you, it's like that. You know, because when we were young, we were running here and there and everywhere, doing so many things, and no sleep, four hours sleep. But then, you know, you get to be 40, 50 years old. Can't do that anymore. So I understood that, I think, when I was 60, and I, or maybe 50. And then I started writing, I started doing more philosophical things, uh, more uh, uh, verbal, intellectual, verbal things, instead of physical. Instead of physical. So, like, when, when you get a little older, then you can't run anymore, and you can't do the things. Like I was just taught one lady, one devotee, and never daughter was telling me, she's a gardener, and she says, "My, you know, I'm still doing the gardening uh, every morning, and I don't get time to chant, and my my knees hurt so much." And I said, "Yeah, how old are you? 74." I said, "Yeah, I know. Um, well, it might be time to change your service." <laughs> Um, because, yes, it's, uh, there comes a. Yeah, like, like tomorrow's class will be about time. There's a time, different times, and how to behave at different times, and how time affects us. So, yes, um, you go, go for a consultation. <laughs> and the other. Questions?
3: OK, I'll go east. Oops, one more. <laughs> so, Mataji, you did mention the quality of tolerance. Yes. Which the yeah. Krishna mentions that you have to tolerate. Yeah. And then you were also describing how you had the higher taste um, when you were with Srila Prabhupada. <laughs> That's why you could, it was kind, yeah. relatively easier for you to leave.
0: Um, so well, it's there, never easy, but it just, yeah, we got that extra push. And probably said he was coming, and he didn't, even he didn't even come. But just because he said he was coming, it was enough for, yeah, for us
3: to take that. So there's devotional service where you get higher taste, mm-hmm. and then there are these qualities that begin with tolerance, humility, and there's a, there just seems to be that like an exhaustive list yes. of qualities. That's so, true. <laughs> So do we have to cultivate both at the same time?
0: Um, that would be difficult. According to Bhagavad Gita, uh, it, it lists all these—lists qua- a lot of qualities in the 13th chapter. But And the Purport, Prabhupada says if you just do the devotional service, then other, others will automatically come. If you perform devotional service, all these other qualities will come. But one quality it's good to cultivate is humility at least, at least uh, intolerance it's too tolerant like a tree to, and uh, that's a good one to, to uh, because humility is so important it's without humility, you can't learn anything because you think you know it all. You can't really hear you can't hear properly if you're not humble and so it's good to cu- cultivate that one, but at the same time. Devotional service, according to Shri Prabhupada, is enough. And that will bring, especially chanting, especially chanting for Krishna. And association of devotees. Any
3: practical tips on how do we cultivate humility and tolerance? How do (laughs) we
0: cultivate humility? Associate with (laughs) devotees. You will have to be humble. Um, Yeah. Well, you have you you need to be introspective. On how to develop humility? Because it's not the same for everyone. It's not just saying do this and you'll be humble. No, it's very individual. Very individual. Yes. Hi Krishna
3: Hi Krishna. I was just thinking about. Uh, as a mother sometimes I struggle with, uh, there are times where I want to encourage my children and like most of the time I want to encourage my children to, you know, uh, do some spiritual activities at home. Uh-huh. So, when I am trying hard for them to, or I'm, when I am calling them to do Aarti, or when I am calling them to Kirtan, they have their own mind. Right? That is a time when they don't want to do it. <laughs> Some sometimes they are very compliant and they come in, come along. Sometimes they don't. But there are times when I am in hurry, and then they have their own mind and they are fixated with doing something. Uh, you know, it could be while making the baby sleep, they want to take longer, and I feel that time I rush them. So I feel guilty after the fact, but I have the other things that are on my agenda to do. So I think. My, my question to you is, i always struggle with trying to balance with what I should be doing ideally
0: as a mother and what uh, you know, actually gets done. So you struggle with what you should be doing ideally as a mother with what actually gets done? Yes. Yeah, that's a very difficult question. Um, you, you As a devotee mother, we want to see our children. Um, uh, happy in spiritual life so one thing you should see is you have to try different methods and you see what method works the best and if if it results in the children not being happy in spiritual life then you should leave that method um, <laughs> uh, you should find a method that it's fun, it should be fun for them Not that you have to do this, you have to do that. I mean, we want them to do this and that. And uh, if we're an example, then they will want to follow us. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's a very delicate balance. And the main thing is that you have to be happy in spiritual life. And they'll see how happy you are, and then they'll say, oh, my mommy's so happy. Let me come and be happy with my mommy. My mommy really likes to do this. So. Enthusiasm on your part, enthusiasm, rather than no. Now you have to do this. Yeah, and, and be creative. Be creative. Um, I know there's one devotee named Visham, Vishambhar, the son of Bhadra. He's my. Yeah, he's he's Vishy. They call him Vishy. My puris, and they asked him why are you so you're a Guru and you didn't leave Krishna consciousness how, how come you're still ha- enthusiastic and he said because my mother made it fun for me so that's what we have to do and some yeah, like my son went to the Gurukul and and it wasn't fun so he, now he doesn't want to do <laughs> spiritual life <laughs> Or they,
1: like, force you to do stuff. This is a very relevant question. Like, when they're small, like, it's now bigger. So when they're young, they used to do all this, this like, yeah. like bathing the deities, like, you know, sugar, so yeah. But mm-hmm. as they go to the high school and then they... they yeah, when they so go to high
0: school, they lose it.
1: Lose the, test, yes, lose but,
0: the but, test. But, yeah, you have to let them go when they're 16 Prabhupada said. They have now. They're adults when they're sixteen, and they have to make their choice whether to join Krishna consciousness or not. And um, and they won't forget. The first five years are the most important. If you can, if they can be Krishna conscious, those first five years, then they will uh, come back. They will remember that and come back. Yeah. You can't now. You can't force them to do anything at this age. In, in high school. And and they're having association outside and yeah. so it's it's very difficult. Yes. What is
3: the other question? So because of all of these activities that you want to do, spiritual activities you want to do, I always feel that there is a sense of guilt that not doing enough. And I don't think it's only me everybody said, oh, I wish I was doing more association. I wish I was doing more service. I wish I was doing more or going to the ratiata in New York. Okay, so you say
0: there's a feeling of guilt. Yes. I, I that mean, you're not doing enough.
3: You're not doing enough, yes. And how to break out of the feeling of guilt?
0: Well, it, uh, it may not be guilt. It may not be that the feeling oh, I'm not doing enough. It, it may be that you know, you're just appreciating the other devotees, and and aspiring for doing more. You can see it in a positive way. Oh, that devotee is doing such nice service. That's how they do in the spiritual world. Oh, that devotee is doing such nice service. I wish I could do like that. So um, that's okay. It's not so much. It's not. It can, it can be guilt, but it also cannot be guilt. It can be a positive feeling that, um, yes, I want to do more for Krishna. That's good. That's good. That's a nice attitude. Oh, I wish I could do more. Even just by wishing you could do more, you will advance. Just if you desire to do devotional service. If you have desire, then that will uh, bring you to Krishna. You desire to do something for Krishna. Even if you do it mentally, I mean... Yeah, but you mentally offer food, but you don't mentally eat it. You want to eat, you know, so you have to cook for Krishna. Um, yeah. Any other questions? Like, you uh, maybe your experience, it's all about the Giriraj, it's a beautiful Giriraj. I
1: think you might have told before.
0: And when did you start it like either? Uh When did I start 2008. So then,
1: did do
0: Yeah, he was... I was taking a course in Vaishnava relationships in Mayapur. And, um, and the course was saying it was kind of a psychological course and they were saying you have to See what your feeling is. So, like, if you're feeling happy, or if you're feeling if you're feeling sad, then behind this feeling of sadness, there is a need, something you need. Yeah. Like, you need uh, to be happy. You need to be um, somebody has to help you, make you feel secure. If you're feeling sad. So, um, yeah, I was feeling. I said, so, okay, what's that? See, I was stuck in Mayapur. I canceled my preaching tour because I wasn't feeling well. I was feeling sick. And um, so then I had no, my DG's were not with me, no DG's. So then I I was analyzing, okay, what am I feeling? I'm feeling lonely. So what do I need? I need Krishna. So next day, he came. (laughs) <laughs> wow. How did he come? Interesting way. It was, um, I went to say goodbye to my friend from Los Angeles who was leaving Mayapur. And she said, oh, look what I got. I got this rush, and I don't think I can take care of him. He told me I should just offer a little water and Tulsi, but I live in Los Angeles. I said, no, no, Los Angeles, you have to be more opulent. You can't just offer water and Tulsi. So she said, I said, okay, give him to me. I'll take him back and put him on Govardhan, and then I'd go back. But then I got him in my hat. I said, wait a minute. This is the answer to my prayer. I <laughs> need Krishna. And so that was how he came to me in Mayapur. Yeah. Very mystical experience. So then I wasn't lonely anymore. Yes, <laughs> Very really nice.
2: Yes? I uh, Ji. can you tell uh, maybe a couple of your uh, experiences uh, that uh, you know that intensified your relationship
0: with Srila uh,
2: Prabhupada?
0: Intensified my relationship with Srila Prabhupada? I'll just tell you one, and then we will go to the next part of the program. Okay. So, one, one little story. I was the pujari in Calcutta temple. And there are two altars, one Radhagovinda, Govinda, Radhagovinda, Govinda, and the other one was Jagannath. So, every day, two big bumblebees will come to Radha Govinda's altar, circle around. And we had these big, huge lotus flowers, 144 every day at once. They would sit in the lotus. The lotus, a precious fruit a bee would come, sit inside every day. On Jagannath's side, small bees were coming, bees, and sitting on the garlands of Jagannath. Just like in Vaikuntha description, bees are sitting on the garlands. So then um, Prabhupada saw the bees. Prabhupada said, Oh, if the bees are coming to the deities, that means Krishna is pleased with the worship. So that was that kept got me closer to the problem. <laughs> I got me closer. And we, I changed the flowers five times a day, and I had somebody donating for fifty garlands, forty or fifty garlands every day, and so I would change. That's a lot of garlands for. So then I would use them all. Okay, I should So now we're having machine repairs?